You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another episode of the OFNT podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart New Tech. I'm your host and resident Old Fart Jim Schaefer, and the podcast, at least to me, is the New Tech. I hope this finds you well and you're having a great week. Celebrated President's Day by purchasing a mattress or perhaps an automobile or some electronics. Myself, I worked. Eh, at least I made money instead of spending it. And what's with women spraying their hair with Gorilla Glue? I always thought women had more sense than men. I guess that's why no one pays me to think. You notice that the only things that go down in price on Amazon are things you've already purchased at a higher price? And finally, another week, another snowstorm. This is why I hate February. We're going to start off with some tech news. What you do about nothing. According to Engadget.com, the Carl Pay Company, which is named Nothing, has bought the branding of the unfortunately defunct company Essential. You know, the Andy Rubin-founded phone manufacturer. Carl Pay founded and just recently left OnePlus and formed the company Nothing recently. As I'm sure you know, OnePlus is a very successful company, but its parent company, Oppo, is taking it in another direction. Rubin is the godfather of Android. He sold the operating system to Google and then joined the company. He left and formed Essential, which managed to release one rather nice-looking phone before going belly up. It remains to be seen if Mr. Pei will use the Essential branding for his upcoming products. Though I don't use Android-powered hardware any longer myself, I'm still excited to see what comes of this. Last Monday, my newsfeed was inundated with articles about the Twitter competitor app Parler being back online, this after being taken down by an alliance of big tech companies in January. Most of the articles labeled users of the app as either Trump supporters or of the far-right political belief whatever that's supposed to mean. I guess anything slightly right of Karl Marx is considered that. I did find a couple of articles that just reported the facts of the matter, though. This labeling and generalization of people has to stop. 
As you probably know, everybody is different. We should be celebrating that, not trying to stamp it out. Whatever happened to the old slogan, diversity is our greatest strength? I guess that only applies to race, not diversity of thought. Sky Silk, an outfit based in L.A., Los Angeles, California, are providing cloud services for Parler and released a darn good statement about free speech and even took a dig at big tech. I'm sure there are many people who right at this moment are trying to come up with ways to attack Sky Silk and cancel them. Hey, what's up with Apple Pay? After a strong start, no store in my area takes it any longer. They all seem to take Google Pay, though. Huh, maybe that service is easier to implement? How's Apple Pay doing in your area? Speaking of Google, what's up with the company's Artificial Intelligence Research Unit? Another member of the team was fired this week for using an AI script to search emails which would supposedly find evidence that former fired teammate Timnit Gebru was discriminated against. One Margaret Mitchell got the axe after her script kitty attempt was discovered. Is it that hard to find employees that can leave their politics at home these days? Now, I'm no fan of Google, as you know, if you listen to this show regularly, but you can't have employees in open rebellion against management and every contract they acquire. The reason for a business is to make money. That's it, no matter what the concocted mission statement might state. Why do I think these two and others from that team will be hired by some startup that's bankrolled by the CCP? Hmm. On a personal note, since updating my iPhone and Apple Watch to the latest betas, the hand-washing timer and phone unlock with mask on seem to be working much better. And I'll end the tech section on that high note. Tech I'm using. Pulse oximeters. Yes. Here's some more boring tech I use every day. When reports that dropping blood oxygen levels were a sure sign of the onset of COVID-19, it was hard to get a hold of one of these little things without spending a fortune, just like the mass and digital thermometers. Luckily for me, my Apple Watch had a built-in oximeter, so I was kind of covered. What about the rest of my family, though? I had to wait until the price of these things came down a bit, and I purchased one manufactured by Zaccurate. Zaccurate seems to have the best reputation amongst the Chinese brand, and this costs about 30 bucks. The model has gone up about $10 in price since I bought it, as many people have found out about this type of device and its usefulness detecting COVID. You clamp this device on your left index fingertip, the left being closest to your heart, and after about 30 seconds or less, it will show you your pulse, heart rhythm, and your blood oxygen level. Any reading under 90% is probably reason for concern. My reading is usually between 95 and 100, in case you were wondering. You can find other brands for less money, and it's a handy thing to have in your pandemic toolbox. Last week, I talked about power line conditioners. This is an exciting show. I did wind up purchasing another one, in this case, a Furman's No Frills model. Being that Furman has the better reputation, I'm using that model for my studio while the pile was relegated to the living room home entertainment center. That consists of a large screened LG television, a paired set of HomePod minis, a Wi-Fi satellite from my mesh setup, and a seldom used LG DVD player, and of course, the Apple TV 4K box. While I haven't noticed anything different about the television, 
I seem to notice a better sound coming from my HomePod minis. I don't know if this is just imagined, but at least I know I'm protected against power spikes. The Furman seems better built than the Pile, but does the same exact thing. I can't tell the difference between them. And for the price of these things, you just can't go wrong. Well, my vote for the most useless app on my phone goes to New York State's own COVID Alert New York. At first, I wasn't going to bother with this app. I don't like entities, especially government ones, tracking my whereabouts. When the virus started being a real problem, my family and I decided to bite the bullet and download it. I've yet to get a single alert about being exposed to someone who has tested positive for COVID, though I've worked with at least four even riding in the same vehicle with one virus victim for over four hours. Why didn't I get any alerts? Well, because it appears no one but my family and I have bothered to use this app. It's a great idea, but with no real incentive to use the app, no one cares and no one downloads it, so it's useless. Last week, I bought my lovely wife a COO desk charger to help her tidy up her nightstand. The charger itself appears to be well-made and has a heft to it. It features an upright charger for her phone, a charger for her watch, and a charger for her AirPods. Of course, I tested it out using my own equipment, and I must say, for the price of $35, it's a cheap and great solution. I use a Nomad base station for my nightstand charging needs, and while it features leather on the phone charging pad and a charger for my Apple Watch, it does not have a charger for my AirPods, and it costs considerably more money than the COYO. So if you're looking for such an item, and it works with Android phones and accessories too, I recommend it. Entertainment News The trailblazing conservative talk show host Rush Limbaugh died last Wednesday. While most articles I read didn't go into opinions or politics, one published by Time magazine, and who even reads that these days, couldn't help themselves from publishing a post-mortem hit piece authored by one Joe Walsh, no, not the great musician, the current talk show host and former Congress creature. He accused the deceased radio great of lying to his audience and has left a legacy of conspiracy theories and hate. The man isn't even cold in the ground yet, and this jerk had to slam him. This shows me exactly what kind of person Mr. Walsh is. His own talk show used to be syndicated, but now is heard on just one lonely station in Chicago. His jealousy pours out in this article. The header to the article read, Do not pub. Rush Limbaugh leaves behind a conservative movement no longer interested in the truth. And that alarms me as a conservative. Guess the do not pub part is telling. The article probably wasn't supposed to be be released yet, but someone screwed up. Or it might have been intentional, as Mr. Walsh identifies himself as Republican, though he endorsed Biden for president. Of course, some MSM outlets and the blue check mafia of Twitter were celebrating Rush's death, but that was to be expected. Everybody hates a winner. I guess it takes too much discipline these days to just remain silent. I get it. They didn't like the man. Couldn't the pile-on of hate for him have waited until he was at least buried? I don't recall reading or hearing conservatives bash Larry King, who recently passed. 
I first heard Rush Limbaugh while stationed in New Mexico circa 1990 while driving in my car to buy something for lunch. At the time, talk radio was personified by Larry King and his fellow leftist ilk. Rush seemed like a breath of fresh air back then. But as he became more famous, he seemed to make the show more about himself, and I lost interest. Anyway, rest in peace, El Rushbo. Another piece of my past is gone. Season 2 of the Apple TV Plus show Servant is a bore fest. It has become the show of last resort in this household. I got a little bit back into WandaVision, but uh, I'm punching out. Uh, it doesn't interest me. I'll end on a high note, just like the last uh, section. At least the Apple TV show Mystic Quest is returning in May. Podcast News A big topic banding around the world of podcasting is regulation. First they came for mainstream media, then they moved on to social media, and now they've turned their attention to podcasts. The most popular example used is The War Room, hosted by former Trump advisor Steve Bannon, whose show was kicked off many platforms, but is still available on the Apple Podcast Index. Many articles are pointing out that podcasts may contain hate speech and reflect on how the millions of shows can be regulated. Well, I believe there are some shows out there that do preach hate and maybe violence. The majority don't. I have to ask, are they really just after podcasts that have that ill-defined hate speech or shows with different opinions? What do you think? Apple has released its second official podcast. It's another companion podcast for the company's original show for all mankind, which I don't watch, so I don't listen. Apple outsourced the production, so while the sleeping giant has stirred, it hasn't fully awoken. Who knows what they will do in the future? Were you a fan of the long-running television show Unsolved Mysteries? I was a fan of the original Robert Stack-hosted one, not the rebooted versions. Well, of course, the series has yet again been rebooted, this time as a podcast by Cadence 13. I might even check this corporate show out. Maybe. From InsideRadio.com comes the news that Acast, a Swedish-founded company, who invented the dynamic ad which has poisoned the podcast listening world, has just bought U.S.-based Radio Public, a company that started life as part of the now-defunct Public Radio International, who spun Radio Public off with funding from the New York Times, Bose, and a host of so-called public radio entities, who are partially funded by our U.S. tax dollars. The terms of the deal were undisclosed. This uh, purchase makes ACAST one of the largest, if not the largest, podcasting company in the world. What seems to have attracted ACAST was Radio Public's Listener Relationship Management Program, which appears to be in possession of chockloads of listener data to mine for those dynamic ads, dearie. I guess I don't understand the national public radio system in this country. Why are any of mine and your tax dollars going towards this or these organizations? I'm just asking for a friend. With that story and iHeartRadio buying Triton Digital, I think Art19 is the only large non-conglomerate-owned full-service podcasting company left. 
Apple or Amazon will probably come knocking soon. Boy, the podcasting world has changed a lot since I joined it 16 months ago. At this rate, I might as well just park this show on Anchor.fm and hope for the best. Well, at least Anchor is free. Time for my rant. Reestablishing ties with the World Health Organization. Rejoining the Paris Climate Accords. Funding refugee flights to the U.S. But at what cost to us taxpayers? These are just some of the moves done by executive order by the new, and in my opinion, cut out in chief, President Biden. Shouldn't there be some sort of debate on these actions? Especially the cost. We're talking billions and billions of dollars here, and the country's economy has just been devastated by a pandemic. Shouldn't a vote be taken on these sweeping actions? Isn't that how our government is supposed to work? With the Democrats in control, I don't think any of these actions would be overturned, but at least the public will be informed of how much it's going to cost us and what effect these actions will have on the economy and ultimately us. The Paris Climate Agreement has the U.S. paying the bulk of the cost while the world's biggest polluters get a pass. How can this be considered comprehensive? Do you share my opinion that our government is out of control? I mean, both parties, not just one? Well, episode 67, recorded here in the studios of the Factual Data Creation Facility, is soon to become a distant memory. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you, and I hope you found it worthwhile. You can contact me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. Tell me what you liked and what you disliked. I'd love hearing from you. So be safe. See you next week. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now dig yourself out and get off my lawn. See you guys next week. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.